Hi, welcome to One Tired Teacher, episode 24. Today, we are talking all about seven ways to survive and thrive the end of the school year. We're getting close, so I hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. All right. So today I'm excited to talk about seven ways to help you survive and thrive the end of the school year because it can be such a hectic, crazy time. But before we get started, I want to share a review that I got on my blog, put on my show notes, my blog post for the, for episode number 10, Yoga in the Classroom. Dawn, a listener says, I've been listening to the to One Tired Teacher podcast from the beginning. Though I don't teach in a classroom anymore, I have found value in every episode, but I must say this one was special to me. I left teaching academics to teach fitness, and before I made the switch, I used exercise in the classroom for many reasons. Exercise benefits a child's whole being and a teacher and teaching them skills and form early helps to establish lasting habits that can help them more physically and mentally fit for their whole lives. The episode holds some some great wisdom about specifically using yoga to meet these goals. Must listen. Thank you, Don, for those kind words. And I'm so glad that you reached out and left a comment. I'd love to hear from all my listeners. So if you're feeling it, I might just give you a shout out on the show. So before we get started, I want to remind you that I have a free webinar for teachers and teacherpreneurs and why you should be podcasting in your classroom or teacher business. Um, it'll, it'll be running next week on May 7th. I have two different time slots. So I hope that you'll join me. You can find me at Trina Debery Teaching and Learning dot com backslash learn with Trina, or you can join me on Facebook with the same name and hear me live there. All right. I hope you'll join me because it's such a great way to connect with your audience, expand your reach. And ultimately, if this is your teacher business, ultimately make more money. All right. And if you're not a teacherpreneur and you are thinking about, hey, maybe I would actually like that. Maybe I'd like to make a little bit of extra money. Podcasting can be monetized. So just think about that. All right, let's get on with the show. So let's jump into the survival of the end of the year. This can be such a crazy time for teachers and for kids because kids are super excited and teachers are super tired. I'm talking really tired. And it can be such a whirlwind. There's so many tasks like class lists, student folders, and everything else is like do pretty much at the same time, which can be really overwhelming. And it can be a madhouse. Kids are so ready to be done, and that doesn't even help. You're either cramming the remaining content down the kid's throat that you're hoping and hoping that you've covered every single thing that you were that you've needed to cover in that last month, or you have testing. Like you're you're testing at the end, which either way, it's just a lot. There really is no tired like the end of the year tired for a teacher. And so many people don't get that. Even when your spouse of 
at the time, 15 years. Sometimes I'm like, we go through this every year. I'm just, it's just so exhausting. It's hard to even explain. So I wanted to share some tips and tricks with you for getting through this time of the year because it can be, it can be hectic. The number one tip that I have for surviving and thriving at the end of the school year, and this is always, this is always beneficial. So number one is something you can do all the time. It doesn't have to be the end of a school year. And that is to eat chocolate. And yes, chocolate does help. There's actual scientific proof that dark chocolate increases the production of serotonin levels, which are your feel-good hormones. And let me tell you, you need all the boosting that you can get. A good run or workout will also do the trick. But who has time for that at this time of the year? Although if you can fit that in, that is very helpful. It also brings up those serotonin levels. Number two, barter your time. I think that this one is such a is such a helpful strategy if you have a teacher friend, especially because they get it. And like what I used to do with my friend is I would take the, her kids and my kids and I'd take them home from school and I'd occupy them. I'd feed them dinner. I'd get them pretty much worn out. So by the time she got home, they were ready to go home and basically take baths and go to bed. And she would then do the same thing for me. We both had husbands that worked really late and it was such a huge help to one another to give each other a couple of nights a week that were late nights, especially at that time of the year when you just can't get everything done, like in the beginning of the year and at the end of the year. So it was it was a really helpful system that we had in place. And I think that it could work for a lot of different people. I even think that sometimes you have to barter time with your spouse. You know, you you tell them, I can you give me two weeks of no dinner and no b- bedtime and no, like no, uh, none of the daily tasks. And like he takes care of it or she takes care of it at the end of the day. And you actually have those two weeks where you can go to bed at like 730 if you want to. Because that's what I used to feel like, 7.30, I'm ready for bed. So I think that, and then you in turn will give or do something um, in response to that two weeks off, basically. So I think this can be like a total lifesaver. Number three, create a summer vision board. Like go on Pinterest and just start pinning things that look like they would be amazing for the summer. It might be a trip. It could be just going to the beach. It could be a book that you want to read. Just start pinning things that you want to do. Ways to relax, vacations that you'd love to go on, activities that you want to do with your kids, and more. And you definitely want an assortment of activities with your kids because after a summer of being home with them, like you start running out of things to do. And going back to school doesn't look so bad. Oh, so just start dreaming on your summer board because vision boards can really be life-changing. Spend at least 10 minutes a day visualizing what your life will look like after school has ended. You might even want to set a timer though, because sometimes when you get on Pinterest, you can totally go down a rabbit hole and that's counterproductive. Tip number four, get enough sleep. Sleep is so essential. I just heard a podcast recently where the woman who, um, I can't think of her first name, it's Huffington, the woman that started Huffington Post. And she has been doing a ton of research and she actually wrote a book about the value of sleep. It was so interesting. And it was talking about that the majority of people actually need eight to nine hours of sleep and that only about 5% of the entire population can really survive with like five or less. And that 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 is usually based on a, a um, genetic mutation 
Like, so if you think that maybe you're a person that can survive on less, most likely you're not because you probably don't have the genetic mutation that it it makes it capable for you to be able to survive on that on little amount of sleep. So lack of sleep can really hurt you. It leads to a ton of other issues with your health. So it's really important for you to make sure that you are getting enough sleep at this time, especially when it is the end of the year, because like I said, it's exhausting. All right, number five, be what you need. Be what you need to somebody else. Like sometimes I would feel like I needed a boost or I needed a pep talk or I needed a, we're, we're, we're almost there. We can do it. We're, we're, you know, just a few more days or hold on, hang in there, something like that. Or you've done such a great job. Look how far your kids have moved in this area or look how happy they are right now or things like that. Like be what you wish that someone else would say to you. Because especially when teachers are moving, which I think is really difficult. I know when my dad was in the Air Force and we moved constantly, like it's stressful. Even when you're moving classrooms, like it's a stressful time. You, and like the whole idea that you have to pack everything up just to unpack it a couple months later never really made sense to me. In fact, I could go on a tangent on that. But I think I'll just remind you that Packing can be stressful and tempers are high and it's a lot of work. And so either way, we need to be there for others. We need to be the person that we want them to be to us. And sometimes we just need to go hug our teacher BFFs and tell a colleague that they've done a great job and how much they've impacted their kids. And it feels good. It feels good good to boost up others. It'll feel good to you as well. All right, tip number six for surviving and thriving the end of the year, have a class incentive. I mean, I'm telling you, sometimes it comes down to some bribery, and I am not afraid to say that because it, you got to do what it takes to survive. And like this is this one was a really big one for me. Every, every year in the end, I wanted to like throttle my students. <laughs> they almost seemed to become even needier at this time of year, and I loved my students so much that I. I almost cried every single year, even after 17 years. Like that's a lot of crying. I think it was some separation anxiety coming into play, probably from both sides of us. I know the ones that gave me the hardest times are the ones that I will always remember forever. And kid, they start to feel that a change is coming. They sense it. And some kids, they just need that extra attention, even when you don't feel like you have time to give it. So for many years, I started doing a themed last week of school. And I will link to those in the show notes if you're interested, because that was like a lifesaver. It was awesome. What And what I realized is that I what I needed was an incentive for my kids to stay on track academically and behaviorally. So these themed weeks were like magic. They knew that we were getting ready to have a camp end of the year and our classroom was going to turn into you know, a campground with the bare minimums because we would be packing and that we would really be doing all these fun camp activities. And so they, they were excited. They knew what was coming and, and, or we did a superhero theme and that was like, we had such fun doing that. And so it really became like a really good incentive for kids to stay on track. So I created a system where all the kids were invited to each of the day's activities. And I used my normal behavior management system. But if there were any issues, 
then they would be removed from that activity and they would not have a chance to participate. But I always, and I do think this is really important, I always made sure to give them opportunities to earn back those activities because if you step skip that step, you're totally hurting yourself. Kids who struggle with behavior and meeting expectations, if they don't believe that they can turn it around, they're they're not going to turn it around. So you're hurting yourself in the end if they don't have a chance to earn it back. And I made it pretty easy for them to earn it back because I, in the end, I wanted them all to participate. But it was a huge incentive for the kids to stay on track. It literally saved the end of the year for me for years. So, and so that brings me to number seven, which is the, our theme weeks. So theme weeks, now that you, this is where you get to do all the cool activities that you want to do during a theme week. And you, again, get to kind of hold it over their heads. (laughs) Truthfully, they're super fun and doing a theme like camp end of the year or surfing into summer superheroes end of the year or sports theme or Western or cruising into summer. These can make the last one to two weeks bearable and quite enjoyable. Honestly, I worked with my, my teacher friend and we created camp end of the year many years ago. And it literally made the last week of my, one of my very favorites of the year. So we had plenty of activities that kids were able to work independently. Like each, each theme week has a reader's theater. So they work together, you know, and partners doing some fluency work and practicing their parts, and then they get to put it on. That takes a long, a long amount of time. That gives me some time to make sure that I have everything in order. I've done all my final assessments. I've done my running records. I've got their QM folders done. And that's not the only thing. Like every single day had an activity for every single subject. So you would have a reading activities like like the Reader's Theater, or you might have like it's you know you're making a cover for your favorite book. And um, and then we'd have a writing activity, some kind of writing response to something. There was a Mad Libs writing activity, which was so fun for kids. And that took a lot of time too. And that and that was like, like the kids had such a great time doing that. And then we had like memory books in the writing, on the writing day, on the writing times of the day. And then we had math activities and either sometimes they were just like seasonal or like superhero worksheets basically with practicing double digit addition and subtraction because I was in second grade, but I do have some like just single addition and subtraction in those packs as well. But they, or they had played math games, which was so fun. Like they were all themed games. And so they had a chance to play like lights out and all these different math games that kept them occupied and that they could play over and over again. So it was more time where I could pack up my classroom and clean up out of my cabinets and all those kinds of things while they were still learning and engaged. And we also did a social studies or a science activity and the science activities were pretty hands-on. And that would be a little bit more where it would got a little bit messy. But when your desks are all pushed together and you're getting ready to like stack your chairs because you're at the very end of the year, you you have more space than you normally do because most of your things are packed up. So it makes the end of the year so fun and so engaging. And I I, again, like it was definitely one of my favorite times of the year. So each end of the year packet, like I said, has activities for 
reading, writing, math, science, and social studies. And some of the packets, they do alternate between science and social studies. But there's five full events for each subject. So an example of a, of like a camp schedule or surfing into summer schedule might be like on the first day, you're doing the welcome to camp, the camp reader's theater, or welcome to surf city reader's theater. Like there's always a welcome reader's theater, which makes it like fun, like an, like an introduction activity. And then they might do their year of favorites. And then they would have camp math problems. And then they might have canoe school where they, um, try to build a boat that will float and then design a camp t-shirt. That's just one day of activities. And again, like you can pick and choose, like you go, that's, that activity requires too many supplies. Don't want to deal with that right now. That's totally fine. You can pick something else, but I, I do give you a suggested schedule. So if you are interested, then you can uh, put the links at the, in the show notes and you can decide if you want this done for you. And that takes lesson plans off of your plate for maybe you're going to do two weeks. Maybe you're going to do one week of camp and one week of superheroes. Um, there are some similarities just so you know, within the packets, what changes is the theme. There are are also some different activities. So just be careful to read the description. But you can do this yourself. You can make up these activities as well. Like you can start thinking of some things that you want to do and put it around a theme and it will totally change that last week of school. I'm telling you, it's so fun. Another thing that you could add to your schedule is a game day. Like those are super fun too. Letting kids bring their games in and it gives you, again, it gives you time to organize, clean closets, get things done, like get all the files done and ready to go. Class lists made. I mean, the list goes on and on. So sometimes we need our kids occupied, still doing some academics, but occupied and engaged. I wish you the very best. I know it can be stressful, but you've totally got this. Just keep imagining that summer vision board and you are almost there. And to make it a little easier, I've included a freebie, a free end of the year memory book. So go ahead and grab it below. And if you're feeling it, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, this one tired teacher is ready for a long snooze. I hope you have sweet dreams and sleep tight. 